there. Welcome to Everpals. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Look, I got some energy. I have zero energy, so I'm faking it. You think you're running on fumes, and I used to do that when I when I worked third shift and like stayed up the next day. There mm-hmm. comes this time of like magical energy that you get, um, but you're gonna crash soon. And I, I'm invincible. You're invincible for now, but mm-hmm. we'll see how you do tonight at raise. Uh, I'm I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah, tonight on Mangler, we're poking our heads into Soul Terrace, right? I see what you did there. What I did? Yes, po- poking. Oh, poking! No, I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. It just flows right out. It does. Color commentary right there. <laughs> um. No, I yeah, we're gonna be poking uh, in quotes uh, our head into Soul Terrace. Yeah, I'll um. Maybe I can record it tonight and make it part of the YouTube when I upload it. Oh, I don't know if you want to do the first one. We should probably check with uh, Rippy first. Oh, there won't be any uh, sound or, you know, cover up all the boxes and everything like that. It'll be all, oh, it'll be fun. You're going to watch us wipe uh, for two, three, four hours? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I think it's fun, you know, because there's some people that are on uh, Mischief and Thornblade and they don't get to see that content. So maybe they'd be interested in looking at yeah, maybe. I don't know, maybe, they uh, maybe nobody watched it. You know what I'm most excited for is uh, the ring upgrade. I, we're going to bid it out as like one piece. Oh, so it'd be like how we did in um, in Tacby, where you loot all the items, the books, and then you get the range item or whatever it was, right? Correct. Cool. Yeah. Or uh, or like Fish Matar, you know, you have to get the uh, the eyes or whatever for yeah. Dragons and Nora. Right. You weren't really there for that expansion, but yeah, that's... No, uh, but I, I know what you're talking about. And so, yeah, we're going to bid out, I think it's like four, the four pieces. Okay. I, I think it's, that's that many. But yeah, if I've you win the... Saving, you, so I have some DKP for that, but I'm sure it'll be pretty expensive. You win the first one, you win them all. Yeah, I don't know if I, how much I have, but I think it probably... I mean, that's a slot that I'm I'm hurting at. I think a lot of people are, and I always like upgrading uh, rings and earrings mm-hmm. because that's something that you're going to keep for a very long time because you have two of them, similar mm-hmm. with like bracers. And so an upgrade on a ring or earring usually go for more. They're a little more highly, um, you have to spend more DKP to get it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited for, for that. I'm, I might blow my DKP on it, just giving you a heads up. We'll oh. have to... <laughs> Collusion. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chat always has me cracking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so where, where are we at right now? Um, let's talk a little bit about Thornblade and stuff. I yep. know we've been moonlighting, as you stated earlier. Yeah. So I have Tunaris the Wizard. So th- we wanted to make um, characters outside of our core group uh, Pally, Flexen, Druish, Sloan. And I had a wizard just because nobody plays wizards, or very few people play wizards. And I like, and similar to like playing the paladin, I like to have that character that's unique. So uh, Tunaris exists, and you, we talked about it a few episodes ago, made a bard. Yeah, we had we had to basically make characters that we could not, um, you, we could not play together because you know uh, if you're playing and. I'm at work, you know, you don't want to move up flexing right. and, and everybody and be away from everybody. We want to stay pretty close. So I, uh, yeah, I started a bard to play while you were gone and uh, I love him and I'm getting, I, you know, not to toot my own horn, haha, pun toot intended. Your own horn. <laughs> I, uh, I am actually, I think I'm pretty f- fucking good at playing nice. a bard. Now, I think I'm good. I kind of ran into this when, like, I play Pally, and then we log off and go right, right over to um, Mangler, and I start playing Yarnax. And it takes me a little, it takes me a second for like the muscle memory to kick in for Yarnax because I have, you know, different buttons to push, different um, techniques, but it's still a tank, so that part is is the same. How is it? Have you done this yet? Have you switched from Tudin? or flex in and gone to poke in and we're like what the hell what the fuck is happening here like have you had any problems with that or you're fine with switching back and forth no i'm uh i'm good at video games are oh, you good i at don't video have games? I, don't, I don't have issues so you're saying i suck at video games 
No, I'm saying I don't have issues. So you're saying I have issues? Maybe. That's what it's sounding like. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really weird. Like because I have for say for Yarnax, I press five, the number five for my um aggro spell. But for Pally, it's the number two. And so and then like there's different buttons. Maybe I'll just uh, make them all the same. So I just mm-hmm. press the same buttons all the time. That seems like uh, a lot of work though. I don't know. It's like one, two, three, really for me. So uh, that's like not something that I I have any problems with. I, obviously, I mean, not obviously, but honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, I don't, I don't experience any problems. Um, and all my characters aren't like super difficult to play. Right. Well, so, I mean, I think the bard, you know, uh, Ionic uh, Iron Blaze talked about this where the bard has a high skill cap. And so it could be as hard as you want it. Ooh. <laughs> it could be as hard as you want it to be. Uh, uh, haha, that's yeah, what she said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're, you tell me stories about, you know, playing on Tudin and you're having like two or three mom's mess and you're, you know, doing crowd control, you're pulling, doing all this cool stuff. And you know, I really like it as opposed to my wizard where I just stand up Nuke, don't get aggro, sit down, wait for the next one. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm starting to be able to mez two, three at a time. Uh, I'm getting really good at, at, at switching between targets. I don't really have like a good uh, like layout or like system for it right. or, or macro or anything. But I mean, I'm doing it all by hand. I'm kind of um, like twisting. There you go. You're learning. Um, yeah, so something I was talking about with you earlier today, and we was like, oh, we should talk about this during the podcast. But I was... Yeah, what were we talking about? We had like a whole podcast before we did the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I remembered stupid. a few of these things. So okay. we were talking, I was in a group in Lower Guck with my wizard, Tunaris. Tunaris is now level 38, by the way. So he has surpassed the group. And Tudin is what level? Uh, 35. Yeah, it just shows how much we play on our own. But anyway... Um, Tunaris was in a group and we had a big pool. Well, you would be higher too if you didn't have to go to the dentist. Well, you know, it's been, it's been a while. They even commented it's been a while, but no cavities. Good news. Good news. Uh, yeah, good news. So I was in a group and had a big pool, but we had a named in there and the guy was like, burn down the name and then it's evac. And then I typed, I don't have evac. And then he's like, yeah, just, um, yeah, burn it down. So we burned down the named mob. And he's like, okay, evac, evac. And I was like, oh. I typed out again. I don't have evac. It's not a spell I have. I could have evac this to like a different zone, but I know that's not what he meant. So I wasn't going to do that. And then we ended up nuking it all down and being fine. And he was like, oh, well, good thing we didn't need that. And I was like, yeah, because I don't have it. And we were saying that, especially people that play on like Mangler, live servers, they have this expectation of what a class can do. And we're only in Kunark. So the classes, while they have a lot of abilities, all those abilities haven't been um, either enabled yet or I don't have the level for it. And it was just really interesting to me about that. And then how, um, you know, for like your bard, people know that bards are great pullers, but later on in later expansions, uh, in which, when do they get uh, Faded Memories? Uh, in Lucklin. Lucklin. Mm-hmm. They just become, I think, the best pullers because it's a no-fail, feign-death, fade, like to drop aggro. But right now, you don't have that. So if you got four mobs on you, you're either going to have to CC them or you're bringing in four mobs, right? Mm-hmm. So do people, do people like think that you should fade it off? As anyone said, like, why are you bringing in four? Like, split them or something? They're telling you to do this stuff or they expect, they understand. No, you don't want to know something. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, nobody's let me pull yet. What? And I'm, and I'm not mad about it either. You haven't pulled? What uh, I Well, okay. Let me Actually, let me change. Right. So I, yeah. uh, I've i pulled in Unrest. Um, and the group that I pulled for could annihilate everything, you know, out of right. group so Shaman or something. Anybody could have pulled in. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the casting of the mobs in, in unrest is not all too terrible 
and I was, I guess I was geared enough or geared well enough that it wasn't an issue. You know, I could just eat some hits. It wasn't a big problem. Uh, recently, you know, being in, um, well, I mean, I, I I think I kind of pulled for, no, no, I didn't. But recently I've pulled for, uh, being in lower guck. I, they don't let me pull only because like, it's better for a monk or a shadow knight, somebody that can feign death. Right. Because you get rooted. Everybody gets rooted in there. And Uh obviously you saw with the monk, you know, even the monk could die a lot. Right. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't had to pull today they had uh the shadow knight doing it we had a warrior doing it not too long ago um yeah and i just haven't had to if i did have to pull though uh and splitting mobs i would have mm-hmm. i have um you know uh melody not melody i'm so sorry um calm you know right and that's what i would do um but maybe I don't know. It's not something that. <laughs> well, it's also good. Like you know, if there's someone else to pull, that's good because the bard can stay in camp, sing your mana song, you know, keep up mana for the healers and the nukers, the DPS, and keep the keep the group going. That's um, what I've been mostly doing. I, I'm not a puller anymore. I'm I'm crowd control right now. I'm I'm mezzing ads. I'm playing mana song. I'm playing healing song. Right. I'm playing haste. I'm playing damage shield. You name it, whatever. Uh, that's what I'm doing. That's my role in most of the groups that I'm in, and and I don't mind it because cool. I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun doing the mezzing. So, so people kind of do understand. I mean, they might not say it explicitly, but they kind of realize right now, you know, monks and shadow knights are the better pullers compared to like not that bards can't do it, but it's more effective to have the bards stay in group, stay at the camp, uh, get prepared for the next pull. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I bet that is kind of more relaxing for you. Because I think as a monk, like you're pulling, you're busy with that, but then you get back into camp and you're auto-attacking and then pressing your buttons on cooldown, right? But as a bard, if you're pulling and then you have multiple mobs, you're mezzing, you're maybe charming, you're debuffing, like you're doing all these different things. And I feel like it would be kind of hectic, but it might be fun. It's hectic as a bard too, because... You start bring, my group today was bringing three, four, or five at a time. Yeah, and I can pretty easily do two mezzes, uh, you know, back and forth. So as a okay, if you're mezzing on a bard, you've never played a bard, so obviously yep. you wouldn't know, right? So okay, so when you're mezzing, you have it on a spell gem, right? So I have a hot button for the spell gem. You press. Say my my spell gem for the cast of Mez is uh as my th- my three on my hot bar okay okay so I press Mez with the hot bar you press three and it starts running the Mez song um once you see the icon land on the mob you can switch to another mob but it doesn't start mezzing the other mob you have to stop your song and restart oh. it. So you have to double tap three to start Mez on, in, on another. Well, all the bard songs are on three second casts. Right. So you have, and they last for 12 seconds. So you have an opportunity to um, get maybe two or three, maybe even four casts Ooh. off. Four would, until be, the, four would be like the perfect. I don't think you do four. I think so. I think you could probably hold four down at yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. One would so, always be breaking. Yeah. Um, that that is the issue I was running into. Is like, and you can mez, you know, one of the the knights or whatever there. But is mez gonna land every single time? Right, because that doesn't take into account for resists. Right. Mm-hmm. So you may get a mez the first time, but. You have to see if the the icon goes solid again, or if it starts like flashing, flashing. like it's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I got two pretty easily. I can go back and forth. You know, get a couple casts off before one disappears. Um, but yeah, then when you start throwing three, four in, it's a uh, yeah, it's pretty intense because they're resisting or whatever. Um, now, now I, I think bars... I think a good bard would would charm maybe too. Yeah, right. Uh, but that is just a whole nother. You can charm more than one at a time. No, I'm saying. Okay, good. Two two also. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Mez, mez one, charm one, mez another, but you know, charm doesn't land. Then your mez is wearing off. It sounds like a well. Think about chaotic. this: if you have three mobs. You can mez one, charm one, and then send the charmed one at the third one. And now you have three yeah. of them locked down, and you're reducing the hit points of the other two. I, th- I feel like that's something like if you know it's gonna land. Yeah, I think that's right. something that you could <laughs> definitely do. Yeah. With with what level we are and the mobs we're fighting, mm-hmm. ten levels above us, <laughs> the mobs yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. I I you know it's uh, a flip of a coin on what's landing, what's not. Right. But uh, I think maybe a really talented bard that is really experienced and has all their hotkeys set up and can just flow through whatever hot buttons they want. Um, sure, it's not out of the round of possibility. Yeah, it seems like a like a hotkey kind of thing, where if you had your hotkey set up, you could you know, stop cast or stop singing and then, you know, cast the next one to switch between mobs. But yeah, it seems, uh, seems pretty hectic. So yeah, you, it's all chaos. And once you get down to two mobs, then you can mez one mob, switch targets and attack because you can hold mez on one and then attack the other. Okay. Right. And then once you get down to one mob, um, so you, you want to time it out. Okay. We're on two mobs. This mob is slowly starting to die. He's about 20%, 30% even. So you stop singing your mez, and then you start playing your group songs, like your mana regen or whatever. Right. And then that mez will end as you're killing the second mob, and then you guys can just keep rolling. Perfect. So it's it's hard to time everything, but it's, I mean, that's like where I said, the, That's where the skill cap is, right? Getting hey, these little yeah. intricacies. Cool. But it's fun, fun. Yeah, I try to like, cause like I said, like I said, the wizard class is pretty simple. You have one job, you're there to do damage. But I try to do a little more than that. Uh, I try to be very efficient with my mana. Um, if I know the mobs is like really high level and it's gonna, you know, I test them out. If it's gonna get resists, I just, you know, I don't cast on it. Uh, it's just, you know, extra aggro for me and a waste of mana. I'll save it for the blue mob or white mob or yellow one. But yeah, if something's like five or six levels above, I just sometimes I don't bother. But um, always keep up root just in case, you know, a mob gets loose. Uh, try to be a little CC there. And also don't over nuke, meaning like if if your nuke is going to do more damage than, than the mob has hit points, it's best just to save it for the next guy. So I try to optimize it and be the best wizard I can be. And I never know if people notice it or not, but... Because I think wizards, wizards get a bad rap um, because, you know, mages are probably more DPS. They have a little, they got more going on um, as far as they have nukes and the pet and damage shield. So, you know, wizards aren't the most desirable, but any group I've been in, they seem happy about it and we're killing pretty quick. Wizards are cool. I think once you get a mana robe, uh, then you're living a good life. A mana robe, we saw the... Well, go back to selling stuff, but those were like what, 10k, 12k, chrono. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mana robe. Yeah, I think I, I don't know if they'll go down much more than that, but it's definitely worth the investment. Yeah. It was worth the investment on Mangler too. Yeah, I um, I've noticed that if I have clarity, then I'm fine. I can keep with clarity. I can keep up with any group, whatever they're doing. Um, if I have a concentration pot, I can keep up with most groups. But if I have nothing, then I really have to pick and choose uh, my nukes. Um, sometimes, you know, if we don't have somebody that can crowd control, we have like four mobs in camp, then I tell them I'm burning it down. And just to get rid of one or two mobs like really quick, and I'll just chain cast and kill it really quick just to like, you know, eliminate the threats. I do well, that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing too. You yep. just uh, go ahead and blow something up and be like, mm-hmm. I did my job. Did my job. But One less mob you guys have to worry about. Thank you. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm here. It's still pretty chill. I like it because um, it's simple and I could do other work while um, still being effective in group. You want to know what was really sending me over the edge today? What's that? I, I'm a little cranky. I don't have a lot of sleep in my body, right? Right. <laughs> and we had two tanks in our group, which is great. Some of the time, but you, you want me to mez, you want me to play songs. Like, tell me what you want, right? Right. So we bring, like, three mobs into camp, and then I would mez two, and then one of the, I think it was a paladin, was playing, or was 
attacking the, when the mez targets or breaking mez with an AoE uh, like proc proccing weapon. Oh. And I was uh, I was yeah I was upset. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And and I didn't say anything in group. I was just letting it go. Right. Uh, but you know, hey, to all the enchanters that I've broken mez on. <laughs> Over the course of my my video gaming career in EverQuest, uh, yeah. I fully apologize because now I understand what it's like to have a mez broken, and then you start getting beat on, and you're like, "What the hell? That thing was locked down. Who's at fault?" Yeah, the worst is when a mez breaks, and then you go to remez uh, it, and you see it has a dot on it. That's that's true. That's the most infuriating thing. Um, it happens in raids too. It's it's funny to see that. Uh, and then, yeah, as a tank, you'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go pick that one up. So, yeah, I agree. It, 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 I feel bad when I break Mez. A lot of enchanters or bars, they're like, I don't worry about it. But, yeah, I, I feel bad when I do it. Some people don't give a fuck. Uh, yep, like the paladin in my group today. Yeah. Well, there's only, like, five paladins on the whole suit now. <laughs> so, that paladin had a Jaldor, and I saw it. Whoa. Did he? Hopefully he got it for 1K. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't pay that much, but. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm telling everybody. <laughs> so. so we're um, Tutin and Tunaris. Tutin Tunaris are going to hang out a little bit today, right? Or we might even bring the the four you know, the original four together. Maybe today is more of a chill day since you're kind of sleepy. We can do just like a little fun with the Bard and Wizard, see what we can get into. Yeah, sure. I'm down for whatever. We kind of talked about some of the things that we should maybe possibly start camping and doing. I think the 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 taste that is on my taste buds right now, the flavor that I have mm-hmm. is four epics. Four epics. Night now, mm-hmm. so we have. Are you counting all six characters in this, or what do you what are you mentioning here? What are you saying? I want to get, I want to get some done. That's, I want to have some. Right. Yeah. We talked. We talked about this in texts, um, saying that the paladin epic seems pretty cool. Like you haven't done it. I haven't done it. Um, I know, lore wise, as far as when I say lore wise, I mean like the EFU developers. This was one that they wanted to make really, uh, really special, because wasn't that like Brad McQuaid's like class of choice was the Paladin? Is that right? Yeah. So Brad McQuaid was uh, Eridun, and he had his own uh, little fire sword that he made on mm-hmm. particle effects and stuff. And I think like it wasn't in the I don't know what the lore is behind it, but I think it like wasn't in the game. You can only get half of it, and then at right. some point, you could get the other half, like in Kunark. Okay, so, so the, yeah, there, there was some, there's some lore uh, or uh, mystery stuff that kind of follows the the Paladin epic. But yeah, I think it was like I think it was like an epic that you could get prior to there actually being epics, and right, it, like just wasn't in the game or something. Right. Um, yeah, the Paladin epic is kind of different because you have to get other weapons that are useful. Um, Ghoulbane, Soulfire, uh, Fire Defender, I think, or Fire Avenger. I always get them confused. One's called Fire Avenger. That's one of the epic, and the other's called Fire Defender. I just can't remember which one's which. So you have to get three swords, and you turn them in uh, with, with some other items to get, to get the final uh, epic. But Yeah, I, I was, was reading through it last night. I saw... Uh, you have to do some crafting and stuff like that, and yeah, like low, to, low, tri- low trivial. Like you have to go kill Sir Lucan. That was seemed kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like that because that's going to ruin. They said that ruins your faction at Freeport. It like kills it. Yeah, well, you would have to like log out um, or zone out right before killing it. Well, so I was, who, I was who, thinking, who's going to take the faction hit then? Well. Um, obviously, flexing could. Well, yeah. I mean, no, with with Pally, I don't think it's an issue because I think 
the Freeport guards is separate from the Knights of Truth, where like I have to, because they're the ones that want me to kill Sir Lucan. So I'd be able to complete the, the epic and everything with the faction hit. It's just a pain in the ass because like for both you, for both me and Flexen, that's where we, um, that's where our origin is. But I think you can be repaired. I think you can do quests or turn-ins and, and get that back. Side note. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting here uh, on the game. Oh, I yeah. know. And I'm just singing songs in front of Shady. Yeah. And I know before we, we started doing this podcast, I told you about how I wanted to buy the Singing Steel Helm. Yes. And somebody was offering it for like a thousand plat. Right. And I saw somebody click shady and it was like, hey, uh, you'll probably find this uh, singing steel helm handy. How much? How much did you get it from as a vendor? 345 plat. Oh, my Lord. What a deal. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, hmm. So for, for those of you that, uh, that don't know, uh, yeah, this guy was like, hey. I'm selling it for a thousand, and I sent him a tell, super fast. Right away, Indigo tells me I need this. Right, and then some guy, I guess, must have typed just a fraction of a second faster than me, and he said, "Hey, I'm going to honor this guy." I was like, "Hey, I'll, I'll pay another. I'll pay 1.1k for you." Yeah, and he was like, "No, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor this guy's deal." I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I respect that." No yeah. problem. I'll see it again, you know, for a thousand plat probably. <laughs> Lo and behold, right Lo place, behold, right time. Right in front of Shady while we're doing this freaking podcast. Wow. He's selling it for 345. So, uh, yeah, no, I need to start has... checking uh, Shady and also um, the Nobla, the Parcels lady. Nobella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobella. Because, okay, you should go check it right now. Make sure there's no like deep water stuff in there. Because yeah, the deep for the paladin. Uh, for those of you who are who are early listeners, there's four singing steel helms still left on Shady. Uh, I think I should just buy them and try to sell them for a thousand. Yeah, you each. should buy them and either sell them for a thousand each or just hand them out to uh, aspiring bards in the name of Everbells. Yeah. In the name of Everbells. Sell them and buy stuff. For them. Yeah, I can do that too. That's so crazy. He has five freaking singing steel helms on his. Uh, character right now i figured like bard is a class that there's enough people and that's such an iconic item like you said and he goes like you need this for pulling it's gonna be great that why are they selling them to the vendor because you know go up to the vendor and find out like how much you would actually get for it i'm not telling you to sell it but like do a price check it should be just like 200 something flat right well we will find out yeah you're gonna do that um uh 333 plat with my charisma so it's not like they're getting rich off of it. Interesting. Yeah. Always check the vendors or don't, yeah, that, and we will. That's a, I mean, that's a good, um, it's a good thing to talk about though. You, yeah. You it's should a actually different. go and, and try to check these vendors, especially like at origin points. Uh, if you origin or, you know, some of the, um, some of the newbie zone vendors, I'm sure, right. um, you know, if you go to, let's say Rivervale, for instance, um, a lot of people probably go to the bank. Uh, there's a vendor right out front, a parcel yep. right yep. there. I would check him or her or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a deputy. Uh, it's one of the deputies. Is it? Yeah, it's a deputy. So, yeah, I mean, right now people are, are just dumping things that they don't need uh, and they're on vendors and then you go check vendors and you're going to get the price probably less than what you would spend in the commons. Yep. And well, some of this stuff, um, like I always check when I buy something, like the Valorium, the stuff that drops in the planar gear for Paladins, you can't sell it to vendors. You get nothing for it. And so once I found that out, I was like, okay, well, there's not going to be a bottom limit for this because people just want to get rid of it. Maybe they'll delete it. Maybe they won't, but they'll want to free up bag space for more desirable items. And so that's why I was like, I'll just be patient, offer 100 plat for each piece, and eventually I get each piece for 100 plat, everything I wanted, except for the chest plate. I haven't gotten that yet. We'll find it. Yeah. It'll be on Shady for 12 platinum. Well, no, they can't can't sell it to Shady. 
it'll be on Shady. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, that's something I forgot about uh, to be checking. I should be checking that more often, checking your vendors. Um, but yeah, that's serendipitous that you. Uh, I think that's good, morning that's, that's good karma. Yeah, that's good karma. that's good karma. I don't usually get good karma. So I want before I forget about it. Go ahead. I know it's kind of out of topic, but because I'll forget about it and then we'll wrap up the podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people uh, that I group with, with uh, Tunars had a good time with. Um, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to spell it out. A N E M O N E. Anemone is a druid. Um, I went looking for a group. They hit me up real quick, and they were like, "Let's find a group together." And I was like, "Well, I'm porting." you find a group for me? <laughs> and then they uh, they responded back in five minutes. They got us a group in Lower Guck. Come on, let's go. And I was like, wow, this person, you know, found a group for me. It was so awesome. We had a good time together. And then um, the first time this happened, where a listener uh, grouped with me, um, it was Quick Fist. The monk said he's returning from a long time off. And he said he found us on Instagram randomly. And he's on podcast episode five. So you'll hear this in two years. Uh, by the time you get to like episode 16. Listen faster. Listen faster. Well, if you're listening now, then you've caught up a little bit. But hopefully, um, hopefully you're enjoying all the episodes. But, you know, he just, he had a lot of questions and said he really enjoyed the podcast. And he liked just how it was two guys talking about the game. And that's what we wanted it to be. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you like it. But yeah, that was glad it. You like it. Yeah, those were the people I grew up with and wanted to throw it out there. Too. I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw some names out too. Uh, shout out to Swole, Swole, the warrior I played with the other day, who was uh, picking on me for being a shitty bard. <laughs> um, thank you, sir. You made me a better bard. That's right. And we grouped again later that night, and I hopefully I impressed you. Uh, you know, I'm a quick learner. So, was it an ogre? It was an ogre. Yeah, okay. And, but he was in, uh, he had an amulet of necropotence on. He was a oh, skeleton. Nice. Yeah, you got to be a skeleton if you're going to be in Lower Guck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, makes sense. Uh, also, uh, Reed Mage. Uh, today we were in Lower Guck. I won a pair of uh, loam encrusted pantaloons. Sent me a tell, asked me, hey, how much for those pantaloons? Uh, I kind of need them on my character. I said, for you, sir, free. Here you go. Listen to repels. So, <laughs> for you, sir, one follow. One subscribe to uh, Everpels, please. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I hit, I hit him up. I said, hey, you know, what's going on? Come to find out he was also on Mangler uh, with us. Um, cool. name, names I actually uh, recognized. So, uh, hey, you know, if you go ahead and catch this uh, podcast at some point in your life. Reed Mage, uh, it was nice talking to you. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy those pants. Cool. Um, I know you were saying you want to call it an early podcast, but I kind of want to keep going. I have, I'm on the forums. Oh, I give, love me, doing give me some, some forum stuff, yeah. I love hitting you with forum things, and I think you now love doing that too. Well, also in the forums, I, you know, we made a post, I made a post for us uh, in the forums. And so if you're a listener from that, thanks for checking us out. Yeah. Um, actually, didn't you say we got a lot of traffic on it? Actually, we did. I think, um, it seems like more than normal, um, you know, things seem to be picking up at this time in early August, uh, 2021. You know, oh, I long. see it. I didn't even read the oh Everpals poking in here next. Frank uh-huh. the bank said something nice. Hey, all you guys that are uh is it available on Apple? Sure is. Sure is. So make sure to follow up with everybody and uh Yeah. Oh hey, I see Anigo. These guys are legit <laughs> funny. Oh Anigo, you're making me blush. Yeah. Seasonal hunting topics. <laughs> oh man, just listen to episode Unsolicited. zero. We didn't ask him to say that. He did it on his own. And if he says otherwise, he's a liar. He's a liar. I twisted his arm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm on. I like the veterans lounge. Uh, okay. I am obviously a veteran. Uh, 
And I don't think that's quite what they mean, but I appreciate appreciate your service. No, and that's not what I mean either. I'm a veteran of Evercrest. I've been oh, here a long time. Okay. You have been here a long time. I'm a veteran too. So like anytime I apply for a job, I can claim veteran status for being a veteran of Evercrest. Tax I'm break. I'm going to do it. Tax do break. It. <laughs> so um, I, you, let's talk about what's going on with World of Warcraft. I think this is actually probably pretty sure. important to talk about. Mm-hmm. So obviously I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I've never played. Um, I think a lot of the fans from what I've heard are fed up with World of Warcraft. They, um, they have a lot of monthly subscribers right? and they're not getting content. They're waiting so long for new content or new expansions. Right. Things aren't getting changed. And uh, there's a lot of people that are frustrated on top of that former fires of heaven guild leader fear is now under investigation by California for uh, sexual abuse. And right. I, I didn't, I didn't go I into the is, details of that, yeah, but ahead, I didn't know any of the details of that, but I saw it and I was like, well, and I, I forgot I was going to ask you about who this person was. If you knew them, if you need background about them. So, uh, Fear obviously was a big part of Fires of Heaven, which I would say I moonlighted in as a, a very young child. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, I've I've heard the comms of him yelling, and um, he was a guild leader that you know didn't take no shit. Is one of those type of guilds, okay, um, right? And you know, so he the guild kind of crash after a certain point and he he got picked up to go over to blizzard uh, along with um the guy was it tiggle is he the one that went as well i'm not sure there was a couple of uh these big guild leaders that were offered a, a an outlet at blizzard to help make content right and right, help right. To, yep. to develop different raids and stuff yeah i knew that i didn't know names but i knew that they kind of poached from EverQuest, um, the influential people of EverQuest, and try to um, get, you know, ideas from them. Yep. Right. So they, they poached these people. It's good. I think uh, he was making quite a bit of money, and he was actually moved his way up to, I don't know, producer or something like that for, for World of Warcraft. Okay. Okay. Uh, and recently, like obviously I said before, it came out that he was being disrespectful to women at, you know, fanfares and within the office and being right. sexually inappropriate, lots of sexual misconduct and stuff. And he has, I don't know if it's zones or items or characters. I, he had stuff kind of named after him or related to his uh, real life name. Okay. I believe his name is like Ali Ab- Abdelaziz or something like that. Alex. Um, so yeah, he had a, he had a crazy, crazy kind of, uh, name that he has incorporated into items and characters and stuff. And they removed everything oh, from World of Warcraft. Uh, so he's effectively Flair. canceled from World of Warcraft. They canceled him. They yeah. Canceled him. And yeah. now he's obviously under investigation. He has a lawsuit against him. Uh, yeah, but that's just wild. I think right? what people are you know upset about, and I know people have, uh, done in-game protesting and that blizzard might have I don't, I don't know all the details so i don't want to say too much but I, I assume that blizzard might have known about this and not done anything until like investigation started through um you know state of california and they either covered it up or ignored it uh, for like repeated offenses it's is that something you know about or because like otherwise if you know blizzard was not aware of this which i'm kind of thinking they probably were um you know you can't hold blizzard accountable for the, the actions of an individual if they were unaware of those actions right so so listen you've worked at a hundred different places i know this about you yeah you have uh, how many different w2s in one year Nine. yeah okay so let, let's just say you work at a place with a hundred people right it's not too crazy big but you know that's enough people and one of the the assistant managers or senior supervisors at that job um, is sexually assaulting or um, 
being sexually inappropriate with a junior, uh, a, a new hire or something like that, right? Okay. In that core group of 100 people, word gets around so fast at offices. Fast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody would know that so-and-so has been making nasty comments to so-and-so. Right. And I think it's it downplayed. Nobody, nobody right. said anything, right? Yeah, I think that kind of behavior gets downplayed and people say, oh, he's just a creep or he's weird or, you know, stay away from him. When he gets drunk, he gets a little handsy. And but those are the kind of things that like, it's not cool. This, there shouldn't be words for it. It should just be like that person is, you know, it's a Title IX thing. Like, I know that. Um, and you can report it and it gets investigated. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see that this kind of culture is being called out. But um it just it's still there's so so much more work to do because you sure i'm you know you know this was an incident an isolated incident it's probably been going on for years and everyone just kind of said the things that i said oh that he's just that's the way he is just you know stay away from him or something how long has he been at blizzard almost 20 years 20 years so um yeah and I mean, so not not to give too much into my life and where I work, but I there's a uh, person at my job that uh, is a very lovely guy. But every time a new girl starts working there, uh, I believe he makes it a, a priority to try to be their friend. And then if right. it becomes more than friends, then that's a plus one yeah. to him, you know. Well, I'll tell you a little, little story because, like you said, I worked uh, almost 60 jobs, I think between 50 and 60. Um, maybe sometime I'll name them for you. But one of those jobs was at Hooters. Uh, I worked at Hooters for a period of like five or six months. And I worked not as a server. I worked as a as a back, as a cook and a dishwasher and things like that. It was in like early 20s. And, you know, if... I'm sure most people are familiar with the culture of Hooters. You know why people are eating there for the most part. Um, but boobs. It, boobs. It's it's in the name. It's called Hooters, and it has the two O's look like boobs. Anyway, Just like Twin Peaks. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm there. You know, the, the women wear short uh, shorts and, you know, show their cleavage and stuff. But I... You know, that didn't change how I interact around them. Um, of course, you know, they're all very attractive women and stuff, but they were my coworkers. I never did anything appropriate, inappropriate around them. The whole culture was like a zero tolerance culture as far as the interaction between the uh, cooks and the waitresses and the management. And it was a level of professionalism. And we even hung out like after after work, went out to like bars and stuff. And, you know, they would obviously change their clothes and we would change our clothes because we'd be stinking from, from work. But it was like, you know, uh, it was actual workplace. And it was kind of cool. It was shocking to me. I just, you know, it was when I first started, like my first day, I was like, oh, my God, don't don't look, don't look. <laughs> um, I was just trying to be polite and everything. And but it just came. You get to know people and you just didn't do those things. So, you know, I feel that people, you know, it's never anyone else's fault other than the person that is causing the inappropriateness and the problem, you know, it's not like a culture thing. It's that person, you know, because even if there was a culture of inappropriate behavior going on at that, at that Hooters I worked at, that wouldn't be me. Like I wouldn't be the person to join in on that. Right. Yeah. You have to be responsible for your own actions. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the company has a responsibility to, you know, take allegations seriously and investigate them thoroughly. And I don't think Blizzard was doing that. And that's why everybody's pretty pretty pissed. Yeah. And, and, I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a, you know, a stickler on some of this stuff. I, if it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. Obviously, there's um, there's potential flirting and stuff. You, you can't date without you know showing somebody you're interested. Sure. But there there's a line, and I think uh, I think some people cross the line very often. Uh, you have to be respectful, and it goes both ways, women to men too. I think sometimes sure. in uh, sometimes. workplaces. Uh, you know, women can can go ahead and get away with some things too that probably aren't appropriate. So yeah, but I don't uh, want to downplay the situation. But I think if the game, if World of Warcraft was an exciting game that people really enjoyed and were having fun with, there wouldn't be as much protest. I mean, I honestly think that 
I think this is a combination of the situation, which is, which is irrehensible. Irre, uh, it's really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's irrehensible. Anyway, it's bad. So the the thing on the forums. So this actually leads into a topic. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's well. I know. Yeah, I know. We 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 came around to it, but I think it is okay. important to touch on all those points prior to getting to this. So, Fuhrer, Alex, the guy that was under investigation, uh, was the guild leader of Fires of Heaven. Um, right. The the topic or the title of the topic is "Don't allow guild leaders or officers to talk down to people." So they said basically, with the recent drama surrounding him, um, he has this macho behavior and culture right. and it's it's surrounded with a lot of guild leaders and officers that rule their guild with uh, an iron fist right um i'm sure you've seen it in some of your guilds i've seen it in some of my guilds clearly yep <laughs> so if you see it says if you see an officer or guild leader curse at fellow guildies or be disrespectful toward, towards them call them out or leave the guild Guild leaders nor officers should be talking down to people. You have no idea who is behind the screen, what impact your words may have on the person. It's scary right. to think that former guild leaders of EverQuest that were known to be abusive end up being mentioned in criminal investigations by the state of California. So if a leader is being abusive, do you call them out or leave? Plenty of guild leaders and officers, who, or there are plenty of guild leaders and officers who treat people with respect. So this kind of touches on a couple points because, um, I, I am an officer in Pels right now, um, mm -hmm. and there's I sometimes I don't think about the words I say. I try to have a lot of fun with everybody, um, but I know like sometimes you get like maybe a weak link in your guild, and you kind of pick right. on them, or you know even when that person's not around, you may say some funny things, just trying to get a a, a joke or cackle or something out of some people. Um, yeah, and this person who wrote this this topic it makes perfect sense. You don't know what's going on with people's lives behind, you know, whoever's on behind the screen. Right. Um, it's, it can be dangerous, a fine line between hurting someone's feelings and not, you know? Right. Um, I know also that, you know, there are those guilds where this is their culture going in and, you know, if that's what it is going in, then you just either accept it or don't be a part of it. I don't want to, um, say that's a good thing that this happens. I just know that these cultures exist and <clears throat> it's a video game. So this the same rules may not apply to like a business where there's like a non-discriminatory thing. Um, it shouldn't be happening, but I don't think the same rules are gonna apply to like a workplace versus a guild. You know, there's, there's not state laws and uh, federal laws to prohibit discrimination in a guild on a EverQuest game. But, you know, if it's that culture, it's not even worth it. Just, just move on and um, find a better home, uh, I think. Especially on Mangler, I know. Um, there's guilds for everyone. Everybody's recruiting. Um, you can find a new home. Um, you know, we had problems kind of the other way around, not with the officers and the leaders, more with the other players. And, you know, somebody would inadvertently cause a wipe, and the other player would just start berating them in voice chat, and we would just meet that person that's berating and send them a tell like this is not how we do it uh, this is your first and last warning let's not ever have this conversation again we're, we're not going to have this conversation again and we just had we had a one strike policy you know they if if they did something like that again they were no matter what the situation no matter how much it hurt the guild to do it that person was removed like even if it was the best main tank ever um sorry it, just, it wasn't worth it to us to have to deal with that and we we didn't do it very often i think that only happened um like maybe two times i want to remember where somebody had to be removed mid-raid um for you know for anger issues i think i think you and i know of one person in general that we we're thinking about uh and this person obviously doesn't raid with us anymore yeah um i I defended that person a lot as an officer because 90% of the time he was a good person. Yep. Uh, and he was even better person when he wasn't in raid with an audience, because when he had his audience, uh, I yeah, believe that person performing perform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He had like that, that stone cold persona 
the no bullshit persona that and almost a reputation, I think also, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, it's frustrating, you know, because people like that are good players and you want good players to read with. Everybody wants to succeed. And, um, I, the person I think you, you and I are both talking about is that, yep. uh, he played a very valuable class and was, uh, very committed to yep. and effective you know, to at the, the class and, and provided other benefits to the guild as well. But, but at some point, we, exactly, we I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. At some point, we had to get we had to get rid of them because yep. uh, the negativity uh, was less fun for everybody. Versus, also you you lose other players that while they might not be as talented as them, provide uh, they're more stable. And you know, if you lose five or six people and keep one, um, that's not going to be that's not going to make for a long lasting guild. Right. Yep. So yeah, but I think I think that's like a. I mean, I don't know. That's a very serious topic, uh, and I think it was it's actually really good to bring up in the podcast because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, if you are, or I I work in mental health. I see abuse and stuff all the time. It's really hard to see, and right. nothing ever happens. You know. Yeah, I mean, we don't. I mean, I think our guild has, I don't know if it has the same rule that my old guild had back on Povar. There's probably no rule for it, but it probably has a similar policy where um, somebody is, is spoken to and says this, uh, this behavior is inappropriate. Let's not, we're not going to have this conversation again. And then just, you know, move on to the next person. So, so uh, earlier or last night, I was actually uh, reading another topic. Um, and it was about cheating in the game. Yes, I read that one too. Did you did you read through it? I didn't read through did all. They... I read through the original post. Um, I did read through all that. How they were talking about Eridun when there was one person that had over a hundred characters. Is that right? Yeah. And um, somebody naively, I read a few of the of the replies. Somebody naively thought that this person was paying cash for his accounts and would pay you know two thousand dollars a month. No, 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 no. This is a chrono farmer, and they probably have hundreds and hundreds of chrono, um, probably almost thousands, I would imagine. Um, and they basically, they're the tyrant of the, of the server. They can control whatever they want. They control the market. The the, the topics I was reading, I f- I felt like there was nobody in the middle. They're I so. EverQuest or Daybreak or E7 or whoever the people that own EverQuest now are, um, they did a huge uh, wipe, a ban of people that were cheating and using what I assume is ISO Boxer or ISO Boxer. Okay. Uh, I'm not too familiar with it. I've never, uh, I mean, I think I've heard of it before, so that's about as familiar as I am, but... I imagine they, it's a program that you can run, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple uh, accounts on one computer because there's no way this person has a hundred computers sitting in a cold room somewhere and, you know, doing like that guy on men in black two with the six arms and like, <laughs> you know, playing all these characters at the same time. Right. So what I believe was happening that was pissing everybody off was that these guys had a hundred accounts. They right. were doing their own content. They were blocking camps so people couldn't get items. They were warping around zones, um, unattended gameplay, not like uh, auto clicker or something like that, where you're just yeah. uh, picking a lock, you know, repeatedly and automated and experience. <laughs> you're ruining things for everybody else, and you're not even near your computer. You know, you're sleeping, and your characters right. are warping around the zone and doing stuff like that, right? Um, but the, this guy that started this post was talking about like, Hey, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm on a server. I know that this is uh, frowned upon, but, uh, I, I use this program. I have a couple extra characters. I don't try to grief anybody else. I'm not really trying to hurt anybody's else's gameplay. I just, I like to be alone. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to group with people. Mercs 
mercenaries kind of suck. Yep, like I'd rather I'd rather have a, a shaman that's geared and casting slows and ha- with better spells and everything when I tell it to, than you know having a mercenary just click whatever it wants and tries to heal and <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like I like to be you know devil's advocate. I like to see both sides of it. Is you know if he gets uh, banned, do I feel bad for him because I know he's cheating? I don't know. I don't know if he should get banned. Is I mean, if he's making everybody else's gaming experience worse, then probably. Yeah. I can imagine people box though, and and use programs like that. Um, I, I think it should when, be good. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, and, and when they when they use those programs, they're like they're getting gear, and I'm sure they're sharing it with people that aren't boxing and doing things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody that is cheating, using programs, doing stuff like that is the devil. I don't think, but people are, (laughs) this thread is crazy because I'm reading everybody and they're just like, Hey, you're, you're cheating. Get banned. I hate you. Go away. Don't cheat. Don't break the rules. You know? Yeah. I think for me, it's like, if, like you said, the person is just like grouping somewhere say like the hole or something um and they're just mind their own business doing their own thing they have one camp um there's other camps that are available for people then there's no problem with that um i think it should be based on if people are reporting them for an actual problem not reporting them because they're um using third-party programs to make their grouping more efficient but if i was fighting mob x then uh, cheating player warped in on me took my mob and looted it and warped away. That's a problem to me. Ban um, that guy. Yeah, ban that guy. But if this person is just grouping, doing their own thing, not causing any problems, nobody is p- reporting them, nobody is saying this person is affecting my gameplay directly, let it happen. Whatever. They're, they're people that contribute to the game. They pay uh, They pay their you know fees either through Chrono or through you know monthly monthly payments or whatever. Um, but, you know, chronos only have value until somebody puts actual dollars into it and gets them, right? Um, right. So I think that's the only way they can get generated. Uh, chronos can be traded around, but once it's used up, um, you can't generate a new one until Daybreak Games generates it, right? Someone had to have bought in that chrono for $20 at some point. Yeah. So that chrono, like, because once you click it, it's, it's deleted. It doesn't get reused. So if they got reused, that'd be a different issue. But once it's once you click it, then you know a new one has to be created. So I don't like I said, I don't have a problem with it as long as they're not affecting other game players, uh, other players. If other players start reporting them, I think Dark Paul Games needs to start investigating these players and do like they used to do and like be an invisible GM, watch it with their own eyes. And find out what's going on, see the offenses happening, and make you know lay down the band hammer after that. I I feel like let let's just use like Mario or maybe not Mario, let maybe like a Zelda game or something, Pokemon even. Some people like to go through and do every little piece of content. They yeah, love to 100% go completion. And you know people that play Dark Souls, they're on you know game version plus 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 12 you know right and they like doing that they like to play the game they like to have it get harder they like to do things like that and uh there's people like me who uh like to button smash and uh just you know win no matter what happens no skill involved or whatever the case may be everybody has their own enjoyment i can't think that EverQuest is only enjoyable if you only play it in a certain way. Some people like having Gina. Some people don't. Some people like to see their parsers. Some people don't. Some people use um, like Harry Potter maps. Um, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't. Games... But, but I always <laughs> I... ask people that have it for information. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a hypocrite in that way. Um, we know We know people that, that use it. I think it's a third-party program that would be considered cheating through the EverQuest thing. Yep. Um, 
but I don't think it, I mean, that program in my eyes doesn't make the game any, it doesn't grief anybody else. It just makes it the game more fun or easier for the person playing, you know? Yeah. But you know, it does give a slight advantage to someone that has it versus the person that doesn't have it. And the only way I can say that it does is because, you know, certain classes have tracking and others don't. And, you know, tracking is something that, you know, say like on P99, where I don't think they have a pretty, I think P99 monitors this stuff a lot more than, um, than live servers. Uh, we really need to get somebody that plays on P99 and pick their brain about this stuff. But, you know, those kind of services for like tracking are in high demand. You know, if you're looking for a mob in Trakanon's teeth, uh, good luck. Because I was on Poly trying to find for the Iskar mask. And I just had to run around like a chicken with a head cut off. See, I just randomly run into it. Where if I had Harry Potter eyes, I would know exactly where it was and just walk over to it and kill it. Right. Yeah. Well, as like I said, either make it legal or make it don't or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, people just like to play the game differently. I think as yeah. long as you're not ruining anybody else's fun, I, I like to see it from both sides, you know. Um, I think a lot of people don't even know how to use those programs, so they're not available to them, and they're upset because, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't have that, so they shouldn't have that. Well, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes maybe you should look at maybe how to do that stuff too. I don't know. I think how you and I play is pretty pure. I, I don't have any problems with the people that, that use stuff to um, do their advantage as long as it doesn't affect me. But Well, I do see that you know lately more and more of EverQuest has been instances uh, instead of open world stuff. And that eliminates a lot of the unfairness, uh, kill stealing, and those kind of situations. Um, because you know, if somebody's doing something in their own instance, warping around, killing stuff, then you know, so be it. You can't, you can't really do anything about that. But, I think some people are obviously going to have a problem with this topic, and you know, uh, I'd be more than ready to debate you in our Discord if you want to go ahead and, and offer your two cents about yeah, it. But I think it's a fun topic. I think everyone has an opinion on it. Um, I think. I think both of us might be in agreement. I don't know. I'm going to state my opinion to see if you agree with it. Sure. Um, where as long as it doesn't affect anyone else negatively, you do you. That's how I feel. I'm not yeah. trying to ruin your fun. Just don't ruin my fun either. Right. And, you know, but there is a baseline of these are the rules. And if you, if by you uh, breaking those rules affects my gameplay negatively, then it's a problem. But if it's not in the rules and affects my gameplay negatively, then tough luck. Because they said oh. that camps are not recognized by Dark Ball games. So someone can just walk in and steal your mobs. But they mm -hmm. can't warp in and steal your mobs. <laughs> the difference. Um, so. I totally agree. Yep. Yeah. Any more um, topics on the forums we want to talk about today? No, we got to save some topics. Okay. Yeah, we, we got to go um, get some experience for... We need to go check some vendors for, <laughs> for sure. For <laughs> There's all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, because uh, I wonder how often all this stuff is dropping you know, for them to be selling it off to a vendor. There's five. Five on Shady. Probably pretty often. I guess so. So yeah, we're level 38 and 35, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where are we going to go? I talked about maybe doing City of Mist. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, wherever the group is. Wherever the group is. I just, you know, I I think at 38, there's a couple of camps in, in Lower Guck that would be appealing to me. Um, but I don't think they get camped very often. I think people kind of move out of Guck around 35, uh, it seems. I don't know where XP, they're going, though. XP starts getting slow. Yep. We're, they're we're going to, to, to Carner's Castle. I think you're too low for it, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. I'm too good for it. That's what you, you are mean. good for it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I want a really quick wanted to shout out Mark Rebley. Go ahead, listen to his new song. Yeah. Um, it's called "I Need Your Tits." I need them. Yeah, I need your tits. Yeah, we like Mark <laughs> Rebley. Uh, wish we could play some stuff for you know 
like in the background, like really quietly while we uh, talk. But you know, we don't know him like that. Maybe, maybe eventually we can be like, hey, Mark, can we play your songs a little bit? And he'd be like, <laughs> totally. Go for it. I love a request. I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> That's a dream. That's a dream. And I'd wake up and be like, hey, I had this dream. I like but, how we went full circle from uh, Hooters and sexual harassment to listening to a sign that says, I, I, I need, need your tips. Your but that's his personal opinion. He personally needs uh, that person's tits. I support line. his need for tits. Yeah. Can't help his basic needs. As long as he doesn't <laughs> uh, go out and just take them, he could ask for them. He could ask, yeah. He's just asking maybe them. they're offered to him. Who knows? Maybe they are. But his video is just him singing his apartment or house, wherever he is, in his uh, boxer briefs with his synthesizer and all that kind of stuff. And apparently he's sponsored by Manscaped. So the perfect thing to it's be appropriate sponsored. for him as he's like singing songs in his underwear in a bathrobe. Shout out to him. Shout I to think Mark. he's he's definitely a very exciting person to enjoy. Yeah. Maybe I'll put a couple of his stuff on uh, the YouTube channel for people to check out. I can... Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. It'll be on like a playlist or something. I'll do like a Mark Rebley playlist on our YouTube. Sure, 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 sure. Come, come into Discord. We'll we'll start Rhythm Bot for you, and we'll play. Yeah, some we'll stuff. jam out together with some uh, Mark Rebley. Uh, let's see. You got the uh, outro music queued well, up. Let me do it real quick. Go? Remember, check us out. On no, I don't want to do that. Pals, all that stuff. YouTube. Yay! I'm working on that. Uh, yeah, outro music. I'm ready. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you. Toodles. I got to push the button. Oh, my God. Here we go. Bye.